joining us for today's call is the Cloud for Real for Accounting Systems. Uh, Sean Wendell is going to be our speaker for today. Sean is the founder and managing partner of ERP Advisors Group based here in Denver, Colorado. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top independent enterprise software advisory firms. Sean advises mid to large size businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals each year across many industries. Prior to ERP Advisors Group, Sean helped establish a successful technology practice with the top 50 accounting firm in Denver. There are only a few people in the world with the practical experience that Sean has gained with helping hundreds of clients across many industries with selecting and implementing a wide variety of enterprise solutions. On today's call, Sean will talk to you about using the cloud for your accounting systems. Is it safe to keep your accounting data in the cloud? And what happens if the cloud goes down? Sean will discuss these not-so-simple answers as well as share some practical insights gained from helping many clients go, go through this exact evaluation. Let me introduce you to Sean Windle. Thank you, Juliet. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining the call today. Um, as as we have been holding these calls, the format is I'll talk to the topic that's at hand. And if you have any questions, feel free to email them on to us. Um, you can send them on to info at erpadvisorsgroup.com or directly to me at sean at erpadvisorsgroup.com. So we appreciate you dialing in here. So the cloud, is it real for accounting? Um, I like to give some anecdotes. I think that's what's most helpful um, as, as we do these different discussions. And in 2005, um, I was working with a nonprofit that was going through a selection process. And what was interesting with that, that organization was they had a controller who was about to retire. And he had been with the organization for maybe 20 plus years. So had a nice long career and um, one of the last things he needed to do kind of really on the way out was to get a new accounting system in place. They had outgrown it. And um, so he had engaged our firm to to help take a look at his software, uh, the options for basically for general ledger accounts receivable, accounts payable, and kind of core financials, you could call it. And, and at that time, this again is 2005, he said, look, I, I don't want there to be any problems. I want this to be safe. I'm worried about security and I'm worried about vulnerability and all that stuff. So I'm only willing to buy an accounting system in the cloud. And, and at that time, uh, not a lot of clients were saying that. And, and I had actually, um, we'd been doing quite a bit of work with, with some of the apps in the space, but um, it wasn't quite as prevalent, certainly as it is now. And uh, so, I, so I asked him, I said, well, what, what do you mean safe? I, you're, you're like a, you know, controller kind of accountant. You're, aren't you worried about your data in the cloud? And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. Uh, and then he walked me over and showed me his server room. <laughs> and it was on premise there in the, in the nonprofit space and their building. And, um, and he opened the closet and there was the server that had a lot of dust and uh, really didn't have a lot of kind of, of, of care and feeding that had been done to it over the years. And he said, you know, look, any, at any moment, this thing could go down. I mean, I just walked in and opened the door, right? I mean, we keep it locked, but when somebody needs to work on it, they can't get in there if it's locked. So we uh, have to actually leave it open, even though there is a lock. So 
um, it's not secure. And, and, you know, we haven't upgraded this server for a long time. And the reality is that this isn't my job. I don't want to worry about um, the security of an application and the server and the heating and the cooling and all that stuff. And, and I'll never forget that because that was really, I think, we're, you know, maybe seven years before the pervasiveness of cloud really kind of kicked in. And um, with that said, I've seen a big, big evolution, of course, with business um, enterprise applications to the cloud since then. But I think that was a little fortuitous of that, that conversation. So for today, um, I'll do a little bit of an overview of kind of what cloud-based software means in general and, and talk about exactly what it means to have software in the cloud. We're going to break that down to some, some pretty, pretty technical stuff, but pretty, pretty straightforward. We're not going to get too um, techie here, but then we'll talk to accounting systems and what it means for accounting systems to be in the cloud. What are some of the benefits? What are some of the drawbacks? Um, and then we'll answer the question, which I think by the end you'll know the answer to uh, to the question of is is it real for accounting systems to be in the cloud? So an overview of cloud-based software. So when you think about interacting with your bank, with Wells Fargo or Chase or or USAA, whoever it is that you do your banking with, you think about going on to Facebook um, when you place an order through Amazon or um, really interacting with just about any kind of a of a business online where you're purchasing something and there's a financial transaction, that is an example of cloud-based financial software. Now, it's not general ledger software. We'll get to that in a minute. But but it's important to see that that the economics of the the um, kind of the e-commerce it's called right where we're transacting business online is happening. And it is only increasing extremely rapid rates right now. If you think about, I was reading an article earlier today about what's going to happen to malls, because as as y'all might be aware of, um, retail, uh, like the the brick and mortar stores, are actually taking quite a hit on their sales right now. So, uh, where's uh, it's, I think people are still buying a ton of stuff. At least we are. Um, and where are they getting that stuff from? Well, they're buying it in the cloud. And that just means going to a vendor's website, um, identifying to their product catalog what it is you're looking for, uh, using your credit card to buy it. You save it. It's, the transaction's done from your end, but then the vendor, um, the retailer, will take that order and take it through their fulfillment system and ship it out. Or they may even drop ship that order. They might send it to their vendor to say, hey, just send that vacuum cleaner directly to the consumer. Don't even send it to us. We don't have to put it in inventory. So when we think about cloud-based software, uh, it's everywhere. I mean, really is the way that we're interacting with most software applications. And and even if you look at one of the most uh, prevalent on-premise software solutions called Microsoft Office, that's even moved to the cloud with Office 365. Or QuickBooks is another example where we see QuickBooks move online. And some of these applications that have been really close to us just from a consumer's perspective are also kind of moving to the cloud. So so we know that it's it's happening and it's here. But but what exactly does it mean to have software in the cloud? Like what what is that exactly like like mean maybe from a little bit of a technical view? And and this is where it gets kind of interesting, right? Because 
it's not as if all the normal stuff, like I mentioned the controller at the beginning of the call, security, uh, cooling for his servers, the hardware, the servers themselves, all the networking cables and all the operating system software and the app itself, it's those still exist. This not on-premise, right? But they do exist basically in a data center someplace. And you know, if you if you can kind of imagine for a minute a building, and you can usually spot these buildings. They're they're around towns. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some pretty prevalent ones in Dallas and Philly, and you know, really throughout the country. There's these buildings that look very nondescript, and they usually don't have windows. Maybe it's an NSA building, I guess, but but most likely it's a data center. And in that data center, well, even before we go into it, right? If you come to the outside of it, there's doors, of course, and and they're locked, which is good. But you can get in with a security card, or maybe you go into a lobby. Um, I've been in several data centers, and and they will make you fill out information about who you are, your social security number, your criminal record. Like you really have to provide a ton of information before you can even get into a data center. So there's the security is really really important um, when you think again about having a server in the corner somewhere, and um, you know it's not just competitors coming in and stealing your your secrets. It's it's more like somebody coming over and spilling a cup of coffee on it, and the machine fries, and now you can't run your business, right? So so security is really the first thing that you think of as you do kind of a, an imaginary tour here of a, of a data center. You got to have secure access. So great. Now you got secure access. Now you go in and the first thing you notice, right, is you step up usually on a layer, on a level, um, where under the ground you have special heating and cooling systems that are that are optimized for servers. I mean, it's, it's a little science fiction-y, right? Because kind of like lots and lots and lots of black servers. It's like, what's what's going on here? Maybe there are different colors in that, but there's uh, computing equipment everywhere. And and the, the atmosphere of the actual building in the room is optimized for computers, um, as well as, like I said, there's, there's a, a electrical flow too that comes into the building that is optimized at higher wattages than that for, for servers. So you have, as, as, as I was saying, heating and cooling, electrical security. That's just that's just the building, the the, the uh, data center itself. And I don't want to lose anybody here on the call by getting too technical, but those are the first components that you have. Somebody has to provide that, right? Then they have to provide the software that runs the servers, like operating system, like Windows kind of stuff, or Linux and others. Um, and then there's the actual application itself that is run on that server. And there may be some other kinds of software that plugs into it. So if you think about what I just said, and you are the guy or gal responsible for for providing all that, and you happen to be a controller or a CFO, and you have a director of IT, and maybe maybe he or she has one or two other people in their group, do you really want to be spending your time providing all of that capability, which is basically just to get the application so that it can be accessible, much less maintain the application and, and, and enhance it and then use it for the business. So there's just a reality of software that there's a ton of infrastructure that has to be supported. And so if you can do that through a centralized place where 
um, a, a company is maintaining many, or many, many, many servers and the operating system and everything else on behalf of lots and lots of customers, you benefit from that that one service. So. When we talk about software in the cloud, that's really what we mean is that a software application, uh, let's pick on Intact. Intact is a, is a really good financial um, application that, that we look at for our clients. And it runs on all the, that stack of technology that I just told you about in a couple different data centers throughout the country. So, so that's what we mean by um, Intact or an accounting system running in the cloud. Now, there are a couple different types of cloud deployments, and the software salespeople might not tell you all the specifics, right? Because this is a very technical discussion. Yeah, oh, our software is in the cloud. Okay, okay. Well, it turns out, though, that that means a couple different things. So again, with that background of going to the data center that we just did, what that can mean is that that the instance of your application, let's say it's Microsoft Dynamics AX, which is a which is a, a bigger accounting system, does a lot more than just accounting. We do a lot of business with Microsoft, um, as an example. Um, a company can buy Microsoft Dynamics AX, and then they can they can work with a hosting company who provides all of those stacks from the bottom up of the security, cooling, and, and electricity all the way up through the servers and operating system. They do all that stuff, right? Then you just install your software on, on their servers, and now we have a hosted version of Microsoft Dynamics AX where we don't have to worry about all that, that, that infrastructure. That's, that's one deployment model. Now, another deployment model, which Epicor um, E10 and um, Sightline, which is called, uh, it's N4 Cloud Suite Industrial, they, they kind of my, are maximizing their deployment models around kind of what is called a single tenant, uh, um, yeah, single tenant software as a service deployment model. And, and what that means is you're not responsible for your instance like you were with Microsoft Dynamics AX. They're still responsible for your instance, but you have a there's one instance of that code that runs, and it's for you. So that's a single tenant software as a service deployment. And then the final deployment uh, option, option three, is called multi-tenant software as a service. And NetSuite or Intact, Salesforce, um, Plex, um, all applications that we work with are deployed in this manner. And what that is, is there's a, so we get all of the, the hosting and all of that technology infrastructure we talked about. You get the application too, but then you also are, are sharing the instance of the code with multiple clients, which I know sounds terrible, but I'll come back and talk about that in a minute. The benefit of a multi-tenant solution is that the vendor is taking care of everything for you every every upgrade every enhancement every change to that software happens for you as well as all the rest of the customers that are in that instance whereas even a single tenant um, software as a service deployment it's still just it's your instance and they're taking care of it for you also but it's a single instance of the code so it's it's it's, it's almost as if you have to replace a roof 
and you need to go to a, an individual house to, to replace all the roofs in a neighborhood after a big hailstorm like we had in Colorado yesterday versus going to an apartment complex where you need to replace the roof and you replace one roof and it benefits a lot of people. So, um, and the hosted model is they don't even touch the roof. You still have to go out and, and maintain that application. So there's some nuances that we can get into in more um, detail on additional calls. If that's interesting, just let us know. But there's basically those three deployment models, and it's important to understand those. Now, what does all of this mean for accounting systems, right? Um, you have to think about some really important things here when you look at cloud specifically for accounting systems. And like I said, when we talk about accounting, we're talking core HR, AP, AR, uh, financial statements, you know, procure to pay, order to cash, all of that. Accounting systems are a little bit different than like a CRM, a customer relationship management system, or some of the other enterprise applications that are run because it's the financials of the entire organization. So, so there's, there's additional things we need to think about. But probably the first issue that we need to make sure is, is okay for an accounting system to be in the cloud is accessibility. Can you get to the app? Um, especially because um, accountants have a tendency at the beginning of the month <laughs> to do the to close the books, and they better. <laughs> um, and so that means that a lot of people want access to their application at the same time. So, so that drives into um, the second issue of performance that accounting systems in the cloud really have to be tuned so that they can handle a lot of of performance, a lot of load balancing where they're having a lot of people hit their application um, during specific weeks of the month, and then other weeks it's less. Now, it still can be significant during the other times, but but the performance of the application really has to be tuned to handle the loads that, that, that are coming up against it. And then, of course, with financial data, um, we have this this added layer of security that that we don't want financial data to get lost and and pushed out um, through some kind of a corruption or some kind of a fraud or, or whatever kind of issue can happen with with data being in computer systems. And it's interesting as a little bit of an anecdote there. Um, we've heard about uh, uh, different websites being um, penetrated and, and information being stolen like credit cards or, um, or even uh, I think there was something several years ago about stars or maybe fam some famous folks posting some pictures up on um, some of the, the photography sharing sites and those pictures being taken or just some weird things that have happened with security on the internet. The interesting thing is you don't hear about applications like Workday, which is another um, software-as-a-service-based application that has financial data in it, you don't hear about data being taken from those apps. Now, if it did happen, would they tell everybody? I, I don't know. But the reality is the way the news works, uh, somebody would find out about it and report it. So it very rarely, rarely, in my experience, I've never heard of a vulnerability issue with, uh, with security of financial data at all. Um, the last uh, kind of specific to accounting systems with cloud uh, issue that we need to think about, too, is functionality and future functionality. So the app 
to be a sustainable application just in general, the application has to provide functionality that meets your business and provides you with the ability to run your books. You might have multiple companies. You might have multiple currencies. Uh, might have multiple ledgers um, that, that all have to be brought together and consolidated, right? That functionality needs to exist in any application for it to be viable for a, a larger company. Not only that, but, but as the RevRec rules, the revenue recognition rules are changing, and as lease accounting is changing, and as, as the, the financial accounting standards boards and generally accepted accounting principles change, we need to have vendors, software vendors, that are changing their software to meet those needs. And in a cloud deployment, it's much easier to roll out new functionality for vendors than it is when everybody has their own instance of the software. So when we look at, again, just to, re, just to recoup on those uh, or, or summarize on those last four issues, accessibility of the application, performance, security, and functionality and future functionality, you know, it's pretty real that, that vendors can meet those needs and do it very well and can scale their businesses and provide the support services behind that to not only provide these four areas, but, but you know, make, make Wall Street very happy with coming up with a recurring revenue stream that Wall Street likes. So these business models and the products that the businesses provide for accounting in the software is extremely viable right now. The economics make sense. Uh, the security, the technology infrastructure makes a ton of sense. And from a customer's viewpoint, um, not having that responsibility of the of of technology areas um, that really a lot of folks don't want to get into, it makes a ton of sense. So bottom line is, yes, the cloud is very real for accounting systems. And for our clients, we absolutely look at cloud-based solutions and make sure that, you know, we've looked across the whole spectrum of solutions in deployment models and, and can help folks really spot what exactly is perfect for them for their current situation as well as into the future. And with that said, we also have clients where we are absolutely putting them into hosted solutions for, for various reasons, the biggest of which is um, and they need more control over their application on the back end than, uh, than they can do with, with a cloud-based solution. So the cloud is real. The cloud is here. It's not going away. Um, but again, there's a lot of technical nuances that you need to look at as part of your evaluation process to make sure which deployment model is best for you. Juliet, that was the content that I wanted to cover on the call today. Okay, great. Um, we wanted to say thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate uh, you taking the time out. Uh, let us know if we can answer any questions you have. Email us. Um, at erpadvisorsgroup.com or sean at erpadvisorsgroup.com. Um, if you'd like a summary of today's talk, definitely reach out to us and we can send that to you. Also, we'll be sending out a survey, so keep an eye out for that. We'd appreciate your feedback. Um, our next call is Tuesday, June 6th, about leveraging a reporting and analytics tool to fully fully realize the potential of your ERP. Um, go to our website, erpadvisorsgroup.com, for more details and to register. Um, Erica, I think, um, is there, can I turn it over to you? 
Yeah, just momentarily. Thank you, Juliet. Oh, sure. Hi, my name is Erica, and I'm the operations manager here at ERP Advisors Group. And Sean, thank you so much for that great talk. It um, actually really sorted out a lot of details for me I didn't totally have down for myself. So if anybody on the call would like to talk further about any questions that they have, I'm uh, very uh, willing to get an introductory call set up. And you can email me at Erica at, that's E-R-I-C-A, at erpadvisorsgroup.com. And uh, we can just see what kinds of help that you're needing and get you pointed in the right direction.